Happy Friday, Saints fans, and welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeky for Friday, December 4th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and shortly I will be joined by my co-host, New Orleans Saints.com senior writer John DeShazer, as we welcome on Fox on NFL sideline reporter Shannon Spake to talk a little bit about the Saints versus Falcons game, which she will be covering as a sideline reporter for Fox on Sunday. Quick announcement before we get started. Congratulations are in order for Saints defensive end Cam Jordan as he was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Month for the month of November. So he's been a guest on the show before him and his wife Nikki and so we want to say congratulations to Cam Jordan. Hopefully more sacks and more success to come for Cam Jordan. On that same note, go to NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app right now and vote your favorite Saints players into the 2021 Pro Bowl. We want to make sure they get the recognition that they deserve. It is quick, it is easy. So like I said, make sure you go to NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints app, click on the featured tab and go down to the Pro Bowl voting. All right, let's go ahead and get into our interview with sideline reporter for Fox, Shannon Spake. Shannon, since you haven't been on our podcast before, I want to let our listeners give a, get a little insight onto who you are. First off, just reading your Twitter bio, is it true that you've done five Ironmans? Five half Ironmans. I'm not going to give myself too much credit. So I, uh, yes, I, I started doing triathlons um, in 2014 and moved on to the 70.3 distance in 2016. I've been an Ironman Foundation ambassador for three years. I've raised over $75,000 to the foundation. And uh, in doing so, obviously, I've, I've, I've trained and competed in, in five halves. I did train for a full in 2017, but two weeks before the event, Hurricane Michael hit that area. So we weren't able to compete. I went and did the New York City Marathon that weekend instead. This year, however, I, I did get a bid to Kona, which is their world championships for Ironman uh, with my fundraising efforts. And so this will be my first Ironman this October, 2021, first full Ironman. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited and, and a little scared and, and intimidated and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you're cheating yourself. I'm, I'm pretty good at math and five halves equal two <laughs> half to me. So math is what I'm thinking. Uh, what, what kind of training goes into that though? How much time do you have to put into that? Yeah, so the the reason why I really enjoy the half Ironman distance, the longest bike that I do is a four hour bike. And I feel like that is manageable with having two kids and, and the jobs that I do. I could get up early enough and get that done. The longest run is about you know 12 or 13 miles. When I'm training for the full one, however, there are probably about seven or eight 100 mile bike rides that you have to do leading up to it. And that's seven or eight hours of your day. So that's a full day, or you have to go out and do like a 17, 18, 19 mile run, which again, you don't just go, Hey, babe, I'll be right back. I'm going to go run 17 miles. Uh, that takes a lot of like mental prep the night before, you know, kind of planning for that, that thing. I, honestly, I, I do tell the athletes that I cover that, uh, uh, one of one of the reasons I enjoy doing what I do is because I do feel like even though I've never been on the football field and I have no idea what it's like to line up on that line of scrimmage, I do understand sort of the mental preparation and the mental strength that it takes. I understand what it means being in a zone. I understand all of those things because of what I do physically through the Ironman and, and, and through my triathlons. Shannon, I'm going to ask you to hold on for a second because I hear the ambulance in the background pull <laughs> something. While you were just talking about that, I feel like I passed out. Um, <laughs> you know that is that is grueling. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, 
and you're planning on doing that this year, the full. Yeah, I was supposed to do it this past year, but because of the pandemic, everything was canceled yeah. and Kona was canceled. So we'll I'll do it this year. Again, I, I got to tell you, doing you know raising money through the foundation, it's become so much more than just the physical activity for me. The beautiful human beings that I get to meet along the way, who inspire me incredibly, uh, uh, men and women who are undergoing cancer treatment that line up on that that start line. I, I have two friends who I've met. One is a paraplegic. His brother, they're actually in the Atlanta area his brother uh swims with him in a in a boat pushes him you know while he's on the bike and then pushes him through the run through the entire try through the entire 140.6 miles i won't even take my dog with me sometimes <laughs> because it's too much um distraction and and these two are just incredible so those people that i've met along the way the people that inspire me are one of the things that kind of get me up and get me going when i when i start my training process you know, I, this, this morning was my first morning waking up in a while doing a 45 minute Peloton ride. And uh, hey! so I feel a little bit less than, um, who's your trainer on Peloton. You want to give a shout out? Alex Tucson is definitely my favorite. I, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to have a, a gym here that's, you know, following all the protocols. And so I just do the Peloton digital app and it's been, it's been really keeping me sane through, through this pandemic, but I get what you mean about, you know, training and stuff, but Woo, all of those miles and swimming and running. I just, I, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. Um, I just actually found Alex. Like I was a big uh, Robin girl for a long time. I actually went and took one of her live classes and then Kendall tool was someone during the pandemic that I see, I do a lot of rides on my Peloton, but I, I outfitted it for like a road bike. So I have the drops and I have a, a different seat. And a lot of times I just ride and, and watch movies because my trainer builds stuff. So I don't do a whole lot of Peloton classes, but I'm always on my Peloton, uh, but I just found Alex through the uh, Beyonce ride, and I I'm in love. I, I I think he is so awesome, and and I I write down some of his words of motivation on like this chalkboard that I have in my gym, and uh, and use those weekly. So yeah, he's definitely inspiring. Him and Tune Day. All right, Shannon. Before we get into football talk, quickly, I know you've worked uh, with Fox on NFL, and you're you're going to be doing the sideline reporting this weekend for the Saints versus Falcons game. What what encompasses your job at Fox NFL? Like, do you just do football? Can you tell us a little bit about everything you do with Fox? Yeah, so I got hired in, uh, at Fox in 2016. I actually was with Fox and Speed Channel specifically through the NASCAR stuff back in 2005. So it was kind of like a homecoming. I spent a, a decade at ESPN before coming back in 2016. So I, I originally came back to do college football and NASCAR and college basketball, and then got moved over to a studio show uh, for NASCAR. So I host a studio show Monday through Thursday. It's called NASCAR Race Hub. We're in hiatus right now because the NASCAR season is, is in hiatus. For, hiatus is for its short two months of the year. So I, um, I do host that. And I also host the pre-race show on Saturdays and Sundays for the Xfinity series and the cup series. And then I, I'm on the sidelines on Sunday. Uh, so the, the role with um, NASCAR is, is all studio. We have a beautiful virtual studio here in the Charlotte area. And uh, it's obviously a lot different this year with the pandemic. We are limited in the amount of people that can be on set with us. Uh, it, it's just, it's a very different, different world as is everyone sort of navigating through right now. Same with the sidelines, as, as you guys know, I'm sure you've seen us there, we're, we're in the first row and, and not directly on the sidelines anymore. Uh, which, I, you know, it is what it is. I'm just happy that we're getting through the NFL season. I mean, that is the most important to me. I do miss the the one-on-one -on -one sort of uh, spending a couple minutes with with players, 
uh, between the 11 and 12 o'clock hour when they just kind of come out in their warmups and are going through sort of stretches and stuff. That was usually my busiest and, and most fun part of the week because you just kind of got to build those relationships and get to know people. But like I said, we're doing it. We got football on the field and that is all that matters. I don't care if it's on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or whatever. <laughs> let's just, let's just do it. <laughs> I know I found myself. The NFL season is the season now. Um, but Shannon, you mentioned NASCAR. Um, is there, do you find any parallels athletically between the drivers and NFL players? A lot of people will argue or contend that NASCAR drivers aren't athletes. And I would contend that you jump in a car and do what they do <laughs> as long as they do it. Uh, the way they do it. It, it. Do you find any parallels there? Well, I think mental strength is one for sure, you know, because I mean, a lot of, I mean, Coca-Cola is 600, right? You're 600 miles in a race car. Even when you're at Talladega and you're inches from a driver's bumper and, and four wide, you know, and five deep and, you know, the mental sort of focus that it takes to be in that race car for that extended period of time. I think being able to like, when, when you think about a, a quarterback reading defenses, I think that a driver does also have to read the drivers around them and, and know what moves they think that they may make or how they may uh, take a corner. So I do think that there are some parallels for my job personally. I think it's all about relationships you guys are in sports you in in life right it's all about relationships and the relationships that you build with these athletes and these drivers are it's the number one thing and you have a, a pretty busy life Shannon. <laughs> you ain't your mom I mean just to sprinkle that in there too I mean that's that's a lot but you're doing it fabulously I might add but let's go ahead and get into some Saints versus Falcons talk the Saints potentially looking for their eighth sweep of the Falcons in the Sean Payton era uh, we know how the Saints versus Falcons game went just two weeks ago eight sacks on court on quarterback Matt Ryan Shannon, from your observations, just watching the Saints, how much growth have you seen over week on a week to week basis from the Saints team? Yeah, that number eight is is significant for this game, isn't it? Uh, yes, I, I think that that's the most significant number going into this game. So I, I do think that you've seen the growth, obviously, without Drew under center, you know, there there's adjustments that are that are being made with with Taysom. I am a huge fan of Taysom Hill. I covered him at BYU. Uh, his story is incredible. The things that he's overcome. I don't think people know how many injuries he's overcome, how many things he's overcome off the field. I think he is so much fun to watch. I don't care where he lines up. I don't care where he plays. He's just so much fun to watch. So I'm having a good time watching him. And I think that the team really has is doing what they need to do, which is winning games and moving forward uh, until Drew gets back. Uh, the defense is is bought in. They are all in, right? And they are having so much fun too, right? I saw this post-game interview uh, interview with two of the guys and they were just cutting it up and having a great time. It was like must-see TV uh, for any Saints fan. So, you know, listen, you have fun when you're winning and when you're dominating like they are and getting eight sacks on a guy like Matt Ryan, you're having a lot of a lot of fun. And if you saw that post-game thing, please mention that they had on masks because <laughs> any more trouble around here. When you're looking at Atlanta, um, they flipped it around under Raheem Morris. Um, they look like a broken team. And all of a sudden, now they look like a team that has life. I think they're 4-2 under Raheem Morris. Do you see anything specific that they've done maybe strategically? Or, does, or sometimes is it just a different voice? Yeah, eh, you know, and, and I covered them early in the year, right after that Dallas game and then the Chicago game where you're like, oh boy, here it goes again. You know, they, yeah. they have this lead and then, and then they give it up. And 
uh, that's got to be extremely discouraging on a team when you lose in that type of fashion. I do think that they're playing hard for Coach Morris. I really do. And, and I think it's hard also to tell because they don't have Julio, you know, and, and they didn't have Todd Gurley and, and their, the injuries and, and the season and all of this stuff that's going on. I think it's really hard to tell who's going to be good besides obviously Kansas City. You know, Kansas City is going to be really good at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I think that it's all still kind of coming together, especially when you're trying to get past some of those injuries. This will be a big game that, I mean, you got to think that offensive line is a little salty about what happened to Matt Ryan after, um, you know, after they played just a couple of weeks. I mean, it's only been three weeks. I mean, Matt might still have some bumps and bruises <laughs> from uh, leftover. Well, he he didn't game. get any from, he didn't get any from the Raiders last week. So he, <laughs> yeah. The defense did a great <laughs> job against the Raiders. Uh, the, the Falcons defense got some takeaways. I think the confidence level is, is, is going up. They're going to be at home regardless of whether or not that home field advantage is significant this year or not. Uh, uh, and they they probably have a huge chip on their shoulder because it, they, like I said they're they're probably still salty from just a couple of weeks ago. You know, when you're looking at the NFC South, do you feel as if this? Well, I guess the Saints pretty much are in the driver's seat now. But can they hold on down the stretch? Considering you've got Kansas City on the schedule, you've got Minnesota on the schedule, and Tampa Bay, even though they're struggling, I guess the belief is that they can at any time kind of piece it together. Yeah, that is a belief, right? Whenever you have a guy like Tom Brady, for sure. Uh, I, I'm not sold on the Vikings. I, I covered them the last two weeks and they're a really slow starting team the last two weeks. And, and if you, if you limit their run game and, and control their run game, which your defense is playing lights out, it, it's hard because Dalvin cook is such a significant part of their, of their plan. He is their plan, right? I mean, they're, they're run first. Uh, as far as Kansas city, I, I think they're elite. They are, I mean, lights out. I know that they, you know, they're not you know, when they're not undefeated on the season, uh, but I, I think that their lights out, what they're doing is absolutely incredible. And uh, so I'm not sold on the Vikings just yet. I, I do think the saints are, are legit. I think they're the real deal. And I think they're going to continue to roll. Shannon, we, know, oh, go ahead. we know that records don't really matter when it comes to either of these teams, they're going to go out and just, you know, compete with that rivalry that goes back, you know, decades. But if you were to pick one or two things for the saints to, that, that they really need to, to focus on to win this game against the Falcons, what would they be? Well, Taysom Hill needs to learn how to dive feet first <laughs> and, uh, or just like take yards, even though we want to see him bowl through there. Like we got to keep him healthy. Right. Um, I, I think that he's got to continue to manage the game and do what, what he does best. And I just think the defense continues to put pressure on, on the, the offensive line and on Matt Ryan, get him off his spot and make him uncomfortable, which they've proven they can do. There's a lot of confidence with that front seven, especially when it comes to playing Atlanta. Last question before we let you go. You work with Saints legend Jonathan Vilma. How has that been this year? It's great. So I'm a South Florida girl and Vilma's a South Florida kid. So we have a lot in common. We're both right around from the same age. And so we have a lot in common. I think he's a breath of fresh air. I love um, working with linebackers. I got to work with Chris Spielman for, for many years prior to this. And I just think that they have such an incredible way, either quarterbacks or linebackers, because they are able to read both sides, right? They, they know so much about their own defense, but then also have to be so, um, so dialed in and so in tune with what's going on offensively, because ultimately they are that quarterback of, um, of that front. Uh, and I just think he's great. I think he's refreshing when he like, you'll hear him sometimes laugh in the booth and like you can tell he's truly enjoying whether it's a great hit or you know someone has a great run um so it's been a lot of fun to work with him I really enjoy him 
Well, Shannon, it's been great getting to know you. Uh, fans can look forward to seeing you on Sunday as you do sideline for the Saints first Falcons game. And we appreciate all your insight today. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Saints fans can check out Shannon on Sunday when she will serve as sideline reporter for the Fox crew. That also includes Kenny Albert, who will do it, do play-by-play. And, of course, Jonathan Vilma, Saints legend, will be doing color commentary for this Saints vs. Falcons matchup. All right, Saints fans, that'll do it for the Friday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeky. Don't forget to tune in to Dome at Home Live an hour before kickoff on Sunday. You can find it on your Saints app, Saints social media, uh, NewOrleansSaints.com, Saints Facebook. The link will be right there for you, so be sure to tune in at 11 a.m. Central to Dome at Home Live as myself and John DeShazer will break down this game even further. And then, of course, the game will be on at noon on Fox, that is WVUE locally. And of course, you can listen in to WWL Radio, 870 AM with your own Zach Streif and Deuce McAllister. All right, Saints fans, hopefully we are talking about a Saints win on Monday. Look forward to that chat. uh, Hopefully we're sending good vibes to the Saints this weekend as they look to make it 9-8.